Welcome to another episode of No One's Guilty Pleasure, the show where no one feels guilty about what gives them pleasure. We are halfway through the wedding series, and I think no one feels super guilty about loving weddings or wedding movies. They're just such a fun escape. This week, we're doing what we call a classic, The Wedding Planner, but in this rewatch, we realized there's a reason that, you know, we don't really get wrapped up in it when it's on TV or someone chimes in about it. It's not really a callback. The guest this week is one of my best friends, Rachel. She's getting married herself this year. So wedding is on the brain and she's looking at everything with a real critical eye. Uh, the best thing about this movie is probably just that we have Jalen Matthew McConaughey and Judy Greer. Without them, this film probably could not have been saved. And also it takes place in San Francisco, which is my favorite city in the country. So it's lovely to kind of remember all the memories of living there and seeing the backdrops. So other than that, there's a lot of messiness. This couple has its issues and we're going to dig into all of that shortly. Enjoy. Explain to me how you have a career in making everybody else's dreams in love come true, but in your own life. And that it's okay. While Mary was planning everyone else's love life, she didn't have one of her own. Mary, you haven't been on a date in two years. You can't avoid love forever. You know those who can't do teach? Those who can't wed? Plan. So fate stepped in. <sighs> Are you okay? You saved my show and my, my life. You're the guy. I'm the supervising pediatrician here. Mary and I, we're gonna go to Golden Gate Park. They show old movies and uh, you should come with us. Well, we won't take no for an answer. This is by far the coolest thing I've ever done in this city. Wanna dance? Now, for the first time, her love life and her work life were a match made in heaven. You're gonna be a partner? I gotta get the account first. Mary, meet my parents and mother as previously discussed in detail. You won't be singing at the wedding. All right, wedding woman. <laughs> mm, you give my little girl whatever she wants. No expense spared. You can finally meet my fiance, Eddie. Come here. Eddie, this is Mary, the wedding planner. You cannot sacrifice your entire career over this. We, we, we danced and it was nice, but nothing happened. I can do this. I can plan this wedding. What you have is cold feet. And I can treat that, that doctor like any other faceless groom. I am going to let her plan the wedding. And that's just what I'm going to do. Because I love a challenge. And because I am a professional. That's why I love him. He gives me humanity. Mom, would you please shut up? Hi. Columbia Pictures presents. I'm sorry. I wonder, is Eddie going to be the last person I ever sleep with? A story about finding love at the wrong time. What if what I think is great really is great? For the right reasons. But it's not as great as something greater. Your wedding planner took off. Mary? Yeah. Well, did you ever like somebody but the timing was off? I'm in love with your daughter. Way off. What the hell are you standing around talking to us for? Go and look for her. I like him. Jennifer Lopez. Do you ever think about that night in the park? Matthew McConaughey. I do. All the time. The Wedding Planner. Mary! Mary! Welcome to my show, Rachel. Childhood BFF of many, many years. Are you excited to be here? I'm super excited. Thank you for having me. Was this, this is probably not your first pick movie, but were you happy to watch this movie? Yeah, it was enjoyable to rewatch it and enjoyable to critique it from my point of view now. 
so I'm excited. Oh, yeah, it's messy. <laughs> so if you skip my intro, which rude, um, this is The Wedding Planner starring JLo and Matthew McConaughey. Um, it's essentially about a wedding planner named Mary who meets a cute guy and then finds out that the guy is the groom in the wedding she's planning. <sighs> that's that's the setup. <laughs> so we're just going to get right into it. We like open with her coordinate, you know, JLo as Mary coordinating a wedding and everyone's like admiring her skills. And like, as she was conducting the wedding and like fixing everything, I was just like, you would think that like this movie would have inspired wedding coordinators today to do better. Cause I just hear so many <laughs> horror stories about like how shitty people's day of coordinators are. Yeah. It's kind of like people who, um, decide they want to be a doctor and just saw one movie and thought I can be a doctor. It's like the same thing, exactly the same. And yeah, no, you, you have to work for it. And yeah, like you actually have to be talented and put in yes. hard work to be good She's at it. Obviously good at what she does. Obviously very good. Yeah. And I'm just like, why can't people hold themselves to this kind of standard <laughs> in life? I was just like, I just kept thinking about like the mediocrity of society. Why isn't everyone carrying around sedatives around their waist? Oh my God. Yeah. The, the, the strap on was like a lot in retrospect. Like I think when I was a kid, I was like, oh, she's prepared. And I was yeah. like aggressive. I, that's one of the things that stuck out to me from like, from watching it the first time in 2001 till mm-hmm. now was remembering her fanny pack strap on organizer thing yeah I've seen those for like your purse where it's like a flat board and a bunch of elastics and you can like put all your accessories in there (laughs) she was she was a little intense and also like um her like the shtick I don't know if this was like a turn of the millennium thing or why but like the shtick was like she had all these acronyms for everything like the FOB yes. for father of the bride oh and then, I was, what NID stood for, but like, it was just all so dumb. Not into like details, not into details. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> like clearly I'm NID not into details. Cause I didn't remember that. <laughs> I just was like, nice. Oh, this is so new millennium to be like, LOL. L- like, yes. Yeah. And like remember writing in the yearbook L Y L I S and no, um, it was hags. Well, hags. <laughs> no, I mean, yes, Lila's, but like that's the one that stands out to me is like this wasn't necessary as hags. Mm-hmm. Lila's yeah. forever. Yeah. Um, so then she's like walking home, like, you know, her plan. I don't really care about her career in this movie, so we're just gonna skip that part. <laughs> but um her like she's like walking home and she gets her shoes stuck in like a grate. And I got massive PTSD because when I worked in DC that one summer, I, my leg went through a grate, but like the narrow ones (laughs) that are like this big, oh my gosh. And my entire leg, like down to my groin, like went straight through and I was fine, but it stayed with me. So traumatizing. I'm not cool. I still had to go to my internship on that day. (laughs) <laughs> I think I was must have been wearing like a dress or shorts because like it's not like it got like weirdly nothing got on my clothes or my person weirdly a rat didn't crawl up my leg <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I had a moment but then she almost gets hit by like a dump truck or like a mm-hmm. garbage bin coming down and Matthew McConaughey saves her um so it's like their little meet cute and I do like when she was like 
like uh, whatever she wasn't high she was like unconscious almost and she said he smelled like red plums and grilled cheese sandwiches <laughs> I was like is that a scent like aura or is that like his breath from lunch yeah and I'm like that is so specific I don't know Love yeah it. this movie was really specific and I was listening to a podcast about like a movie from this year and I was talking about how like people don't write quotable things anymore and it's like because people write so vague now that you're never going to be like repeating that line but when people yeah. get really specific and weird it's funny yes um and then my favorite scene of the movie is always when she wakes up at the children's hospital and they're like observing her and they're like she doesn't look dead and then um <laughs> they scream at her and so she starts screaming because she thinks she's paralyzed and like come on Jennifer has- give us comedy <laughs> She has the cleanest toes I've ever seen. Yeah. Like they just said all this weird stuff. So and funny. I love when people scream. So I very much enjoyed that one. That was funny. And so then we find out Matthew McConaughey is playing Steve Edison. He's a doctor. And like Judy Greer plays her assistant because like Judy Greer's in all these movies. And she is like a real one and like is like sets her up. And so I was like, come on, good friend slash colleague. Like you did what you had to do. And then knowing what we know, because we've seen the movie before, the fact that he accepted hanging out with her is horrible. All oh. times are wrong. Like it, it, I have, a, I have a comment specifically about that scene where should I go into comments now or sure? Yeah. Follow your heart um, where she points at the photo of his sister on the desk and he, she asked him specifically, like, yeah, is that your girlfriend? He goes, Oh, that's my sister. Like perfect opportunity. Like that's when I was like, you say, but I'm engaged. Some bag, some bag, but yeah. Yeah. Although her, she was really slick with that one <laughs> to be yeah. like, Oh, is yeah. that your um, sister? Or, no, is that your girlfriend? Sorry. I messed up the, my own line. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And then of course, like she acts like she's going to hang out with them um, at the movie and then she ditches them. And again, with the specificity, she's like, I have to change my sister's fax cartridge. Like, yes. yes. Not faxes. <laughs> I have to use those at work, unfortunately, but I loved it. it's a lot. Um, and so they kind of like, get to know each other they're on a date I don't care what anybody's saying they're on a date it's so bad um and I want to know what you think because like the thing about these movies because like even though we're doing the wedding series we're focusing on like all the wedding stuff of this it's also definitely a rom-com for sure and um I feel like all rom-coms like to like quote humanize the characters by like giving them a quirk Mm -hmm. and so like hers is that she's in the bay area scrabble club and then his is that he only eats the brown M&Ms. So, when, so I want to know from you, which one is more pathetic? Being part of the Scrabble Club or only eating brown M&Ms because of the coloring? Brown M&Ms all day. The yeah. fact that she was like, oh, I'm so embarrassed about my Scrabble. I was like, this is so early aughts. Like where yes. you can't be smart. smart and be able to spell like, come on. <laughs> And he knowing goes, words is quirky. <laughs> I was like, having a vocabulary on. is out of control. That drove me crazy. And then he goes, C O O L. Oh, I hated that. I, I hated, hated that. So much. Douche. So that really actually annoyed me. And I was like, we should really focus more on the fact that you're not eating the other M&Ms, like not the fact that she's doing Scrabble. 
And also you're a doctor, like the cap, like the brown M&M still has a casing on it. Therefore it had to be artificially created. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I didn't go to anything science school. And I know that like, (laughs) I forgot about C-O-O-L in his like McConaughey voice. Yes. Yes. Like let it be known. And I'll restate this several times is like this movie is only acceptable because Jayla and Matthew McConaughey are both very charming actors. Like any other two actors in this film, we would never speak of this film again. Sure. Yeah. But and they're just is, like yeah. a stars. You know what I mean? Yes. yes because is. he like, when you watch it back, he's terrible. So like yes. she asked him to dance um, at the little movie thing and they're dancing. And he was literally like, don't step on my foot then. And I'm like, be nicer. Yes, this is where I was like, why do you like him? What is there to like? I am really struggling with why you like him. I get it. It's, it's like the I, quote, love at first sight energy. Yes, but I was like, oh. Yeah, he's, he said nothing redeeming in all of the time that we spent with him. Yeah. To, so to understand what the connection In my was. adult viewing. Yeah. Besides, yeah. besides him being hot. And then- um, Besides him being hot. Yeah. And then like, you know, she's like all aglow and she goes to her client. Her name is Fran and is like, Fran's like, oh my God, like there's something different about you. And, you know, she admits she met a guy. She tells Fran this whole story. And then we like find out that Fran is engaged to Steve because she calls him Eddie because of his last name. So like, it was just the classic like name mix up, which is why she didn't put two and two together. And, um, what at first I was like, what could, like, if Mary told her this whole story of how she met the guy, how did Fran not put together at least like the first half of like, oh, this guy who's a pediatric doctor saved me, blah, blah, and works at this hospital. It's like, oh, that's where my fiance were. Like none of that was apparently had. And then she meets them at like a dance class that they're taking in preparation for their wedding. And she finds out that. Matthew McConaughey Steve is the fiance and she rightfully feels duped and apparently he lied and said he saved an old lady that day yes like (laughs) offensive that yes very mm, like he can't save a lady his own age what's wrong with that (laughs) (laughs) because he's guilty that's why (laughs) because he's very guilty and she like read him to filth like I can't remember the whole thing but like she, you know, like basically just called him like a commitment phobe. And then he started talking about himself in the third person. That mm. was a lot to take in. But she again. called him out for that too, which was good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he's a sociopath. And then she's like, I got to quit this assignment because it's like fucked up and all this stuff. And again, Judy Greer, the real MVP was like, you're not ruining your job over this trash can. She made sure she kept her bag, which was very important. Yes. And then she's like, you know, reluctantly helping with the wedding and um, they're like traveling to Napa to like scout venues and vendors and stuff like that. And I like, I found it like weird that they didn't have a wedding song at that point in the situation. It's like, there's no song that you both like. That's like a love song. You know, even if it doesn't become the wedding song, they didn't have anything like for reference, like, oh, we like this or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And they had been together, like, I think the storyline was that they had been together through college, like. So it's at least been, like, seven or eight years. You don't have a song, like. There's not one song y'all like. <laughs> Do you not listen to music? 
And then as like a lingering storyline, which like at first I hated rewatching it because I was just like, this is so frustrating. But then yeah. at the end, I was like almost team Massimo is that um, Mary's father, who's like this Italian immigrant, sets her up to be married, not to date, to be married to this Italian boy that she grew up with, that she was like, oh, he eats mud, um, which like children, it happens. Yeah. Um, he also played, asked her if she had a vagina. Played by our future Alex Karev of Grey's Anatomy. So that was amazing. Yeah. But um, he shows up to this Napa work trip. Like who knows how he found out, but he like crashes it and introduces himself as her fiance. <laughs> and then I thought it was weird that she didn't like correct him in front of them. Like, because she was just mad that like she met somebody engaged. And so like, why would you want to look like as guilty as him? Yeah. I thought that was like a little out of the character yeah it was strange yeah at first I was like we didn't need that storyline just because it was like frustrating me a lot but then it got better and I was like thinking because also when I do the rom-com series I ask like does this couple stay together after this movie Mm. I really don't think they do because they're clearly both like very unevolved like you know like they're not self-actualized either of them yeah because she's like very guarded and neurotic and like not able to like deal with unexpected things you know like she can't like deal with curveballs Mm -hmm. and then like he just spent like almost a decade with somebody he didn't actually like so right like those two kinds of people aren't made for each other yeah you know what I mean like they both have to figure their shit out before they can be good partners so I usually am always really optimistic and I'm like oh my god of course they stay together and this (laughs) sounds like no no (laughs) there's all sorts of no yeah I would have to agree. And honestly, I think that if she married Massimo, I think they would have a higher likelihood of staying together. Oh yeah. By the <laughs> end of the movie, I was team Massimo. Uh, no, I definitely was like, they're not staying together. And I thought that Massimo was deranged at this point when he's like crashing the thing and doing the pull-ups and all this stuff. But then literally t- 10 seconds later, I'm like, wait a minute, is he the right choice for her? Because like, they come back and he's like making some ratchet mac and cheese, which like, again, not as endearing as they're trying to make it. Yeah. I don't eat mac and cheese. So like, to me, that scene means nothing. If it was like making Buffalo Wild Wings, then I would, it would recommend <laughs> But Marry me now. <laughs> I'd be like, oh my God, <laughs> to the answer. <laughs> but um, when he was talking about details, he remembered about her mom and like all this stuff and like also forced her to chill out. Like he- sometimes it's like not what you want it's what you need very like rolling stones and so sometimes <laughs> like you need to hear the hard stuff whereas like I said like Mary and Steve would both live in like delusion land until they both like resented each other and like all the pent-up frustrations blew up yeah yes so, their, their whole liking each other was based on literally nothing so it, yeah it was based on nothing he was ready to leave this person you know so it's like it's a learning relationship but it's definitely not like an end game relationship at all yes at all and then um they make an excuse that like Fran has to work so Steve has to help Mary like keep planning the wedding and they're like flower shopping and they run into her ex so this gives us the backstory as to quote why she's so guarded Mm -hmm. and so it's like she was engaged to this guy and he cheated on her with like a girl who threw her bridal shower which was like all sorts of mess but I do appreciate that she read them to Phil. To like, just like summed up the shenanigans in like one sentence. And I was like, well, bye now. 
because <laughs> that's all you got to do yes um and it was very good that so then like you know she goes she gets drunk she goes back home and she's sad and like McConaughey's like putting her to bed and it was like good that she knew that she was a stand-in and like not the right person like she had a self-awareness about it yeah so in that moment <laughs> well she kind of said that she knew when she was with him too she True. still was people do that all the time like she was still following through but she like knew deep down that she was yeah. the stand-in which is like really sad but yeah. now she has a self-awareness to be happy about it is what I should say yeah and then um again with the specificity that she said the girl took the time to freeze raspberries and mint leaves and ice cubes and she's like that should have been a warning <laughs> and i'm like that should have been because like sorry for your bachelorette party rachel i'm not freezing raspberries and <laughs> ice cubes as much as i love you it's gonna be amazing because i am neurotic and detail oriented despite not remembering what nid stands for but but stuff like that i'm just like what's the time energy right here right i'll make the jello shots i'm not gonna freeze the raspberry my vibe anyways yeah (laughs) yeah we're not doing that so um i also think that another like boy don't do it was like he should have like just made sure she was conscious and had like a cup of water and left immediately, not stayed there for that whole conversation. Obviously, it's because it's part of the movie. We yeah. got to learn stuff. Yeah. But that was not okay. No. No. That, again, red flag, yeah. number 75 so at that point. Crossed. So many lines crossed. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, like, he goes to go home, and then he knocks on the door, and he tries to be all romantic with, like, a little speech about remembering that night. And this is like where you're getting at about how they like, we don't know what their love, their attraction is based on, or this chemistry is based on. Mm-hmm. And he basically says that he's like, I don't know all this stuff about you, but I know like the look of your face. And it's just like, bruh, Ugh. no. Yeah. And then I love that she shut it down. Yes. <laughs> she was like, go to your fiance. Like remember yes. how you're getting married. And yes. I thought that was like very good because like, she's very the whole time, like aware that none of this is okay so like throughout all those scenes like he's always angling at her like he's always trying to like get her to be the one to like take the bait and she's always like no I'm a professional like even if I feel this way yeah I had a lot of gaslighty manipulative vibes for sure oh my god Mm -hmm. any big standouts to you that you were like this was intense. The one that really got me was when we talked about this already, but when he called her, he was like, well, you did the same thing to me. You were engaged too. And I was like, that wasn't even real, but he didn't, I guess he didn't really know that, but still just any opportunity to turn it around and make it not his fault, like a typical typical dude. (laughs) Yeah. I always say like men, the end. Like that's the story. (laughs) One word story. Yeah. And then um, Fran comes back and she's like all, you know, having like the fake jitters about the wedding. And Mary gives her the speech that she gives like all of her brides where she's like, you're exquisite, this, this. And that kind of pissed me off too, because I was like, girl, you're just trying to get your money. That's wrong. Because she knows that what she was saying was a big ass lie because Steve yes. has never said anything good about Fran besides that she was a bookie like mm-hmm. like he he likes her as a person but like the way that I like 
my patients. <laughs> right. Cause I didn't, I wasn't going to say coworkers. Um, but you know what I mean? Like the way, like I like the postal service person, like he likes her, like he doesn't <laughs> hate her, but, mm-hmm. uh, he definitely does not love her or said whatever it is that Mary claims that he said, like, he's terrible about her. He like barely speaks about her as much as possible. Like, I think at one point, Mary like asked him to earlier in the movie, like, what do you love about Fran? He like, though you had to think. Yeah. Yeah. What are we doing here? Yeah. We shouldn't and be getting married. Even when he was being like, when they were doing wedding planning and walking around, you could tell he was just so checked out. He did like the classic Matthew McConaughey, like doofy look, like mm-hmm. but genuine, like genuinely from the character just did not care yeah and that was really frustrating too he was I wonder if that's anxiety. intentional like I wonder if they were you know didn't care about respecting people's significant others and they're like yeah we need to make sure he looks uninterested probably maybe yeah that's so dismal mm-hmm, it equally is. equally dismal Massimo proposes to Mary um the proposal wasn't dismal I thought his proposal was actually much better than McConaughey's speech like, because his was like very honest, like where he was yeah. like, I'll learn like what you need. And I'm like, I'll love you no matter what. I'll be here for you. You know, like it wasn't like extravagant, but it was like very sincere. Yeah. Um, and then the fact that she scrabble boarded. Okay. Not even yes. They couldn't even pull a YES on the board. Okay. Is not an answer. Last we need enthusiastic time. consent for marriage too. <laughs> That's like right. it needs to be a YAS. Yes, I will marry yes. you. <laughs> yeah, no, he deserved more than that. I mean, he get he rolled out a dollhouse and had the ring in the dollhouse. Like, yeah, that was very cute. He deserved more, but yeah, yeah, he did. And then we get to the wedding days, and so we find out, you know, like both couples are engaged now, and they're going to get married on the same day. And so, of course, Fran and Steve are having like an extravagant wedding at like Golden Gate Park and um, it's like outdoors and all this stuff. And like um, Mary and Massimo are going to get married at City Hall and keep it simple. And at this point, Steve realizes like he does like he's not going to commit to walking down the aisle because he's been trying to get out of this for however many months already. Just by being the one who proposed, we assume, because it's like it wasn't modern enough that she proposed you asked her to do this and now you're trying to get out and this was the like I don't know if it's gaslighting but it was like very much like I'm not going to like take any responsibility in this is when he confronts her and says why do you want to marry me yes I was just like what a little bitch twisted twisted just so twisted like you're the one she was fine till you said that yeah she was gonna I mean I'm I mean, I'm glad they didn't go through with it for Fran's sake, but yeah, it's like they saved themselves a buttload of bullshit. But, but why don't you tell her, hey, I'm really sorry, I don't want to marry you. Yeah, because you don't want to marry her. Yeah, yes. Instead, he gets to walk away and be like, well, she wanted to end it. She said it. So exactly. Yeah, I guess that's what we're doing. Like oh. in reality, and. And I don't think she, remember there was a scene where she talked about him, like she had doubts. And yeah. She like, the songs he sings, and that's when, like. Yeah, Mary did the her. speech. But, 
Maybe she was thinking deep down worse things than what she said, because like she was saying the silly stuff, which is why Mary did the speech. Cause she's like, Oh, it's the typical jitters. But it could have been that like when she was removed from the pressure of her parents, cause she has like these nouveau riche parents who want to have like a big event and invite everybody. The parents were very underrated. I laughed a lot at them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Like I love the mom being like, that would be me as a mom one day. I'd be like, I can't sing without my lucky mic. <laughs> as someone who just ordered two karaoke mics. <laughs> the one yeah. part where they're driving away from the winery in Napa and it's like the Range Rover and then them in the limo. And she's like feeding the husband a strawberry and oh the my boss is like whistling in his, <laughs> On his, his Yeah. It was cute. Oh cute. yeah. And they were like late for something. And the mom was like, Oh, we just like stopped over at seven wineries on the way here. On the side of the road. <laughs> I know. Love San Francisco is like a good rom-com location because it there's is. like just so many pretty like iconic places to film at um, for all of that. And like that they use the whole scene. Yeah. So yes, Steve gaslights his way out of marriage. Great. Love that for him. Trash Bible. can. Yeah. Trash can. And then as Mary's about to get married to Massimo, her dad, who also was annoying as fuck, I'm sorry for his struggles coming to this country, but that's not her fault. Like he started, he had meddled into getting her married so badly. And then she's finally going to do it. And at this point I'm cheering for it because I'm like, this is possibly the right choice for her because she needs the person that's not going to like coddle her. Mm-hmm. Then he says he, they shouldn't get married and that he wants to stop the wedding. And I said, this man has been meddling for too long. Yeah. You got to commit make a choice go with it but he has to let her make the choice like that's the thing well, that yes he <laughs> needs to stay the fuck out yes Ugh. totally agree but like what? that's so oh yeah he could have at least just been like date here's a guy you could go on a date with exactly Mary. yeah he was having a lot of that kind of like it's all or nothing yeah um i forgot about the chase scene at the end where um steve shows up at city hall and then massimo helps him get there and that was actually super cute like i didn't i forgot about how like massimo has the groom helmet and then steve's wearing the bride helmet it says just married and of course it's like a joke because it's san francisco so you can be gay yeah. there um, and they went through like the bike ride and then what was funny is like there is a naked bicycle riding day in san francisco mm-hmm. every year and i was like I was like, today they would have done that one instead of like, oh, let's raise money for AIDS. I was like, no, they would have done the naked one because that was a lot funnier. I accidentally like Taylor came to visit me once and I had no idea that was an event at the time. And like we arrived and like everybody was biking by Fisherman's Wharf naked. So it was like junk (laughs) everywhere. And I was just like a little child. I was like, like, oh my god (laughs) like and not in a good way yeah in like a very traumatized like they're flying way (laughs) everywhere oh and the pain oh (laughs) yeah seriously but uh I think what happened like I didn't even care by the end I was like this is a bullshit yeah but I think he found her in the park for the movie which is like where they had the date She's only eating the brown M&M's because of his influence. I'm sure he loved that. And then they kiss and it's over. Yep. It was like kind of weird that they were both in wedding clothes kissing, but yeah, it was weird. And it definitely was kind of like dismal. Like I'm sure they said something to each other, but I was just over it. 
I was definitely, I felt the same way, but cause I, I rewatched it and then I watched it like just to like get clips again. And yeah, I was like, this is so disappointing. Like I was so sad. Yeah. Like there's no flourish or like, yeah. I like the ones that are like sometimes an action movie too. So like they've like gone on a mission together yeah. at the end. And so like they've accomplished something together as stupid as it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't seen the lost city with Sandra Bullock, that one's actually kind of funny. Oh, I don't think I've it's seen on that. Paramount Plus now, mm-hmm. um, with her and Channing Tatum, and so that one's like kind of action adventure with romance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of like, huh? No wonder I don't rewatch this because yeah. we know I'm a JLo stand. So like, yeah. you'd think that I'd just have her whole catalog memorized all the time, yeah. but that was yeah. never one where I was like, oh, that one. Yeah, I would agree. And it, like you said, the quotable moments. There are some funny quotes, but it's not when you go back and you're like, like I could repeat certain movies by heart. You know? Yeah, exactly. Not one of those. This is not one of those. Period. So yeah. Yeah. I think like out of her movies, I think actually monster in law, which is also kind of a wedding movie is like more rewatchable than this one. Yeah. yeah. Because she has like the feud with Jane Fonda and it's like, well, and Jane Fonda. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it has like Jane Fonda and Wanda Sykes and it's just lols everywhere. Yeah perfect yeah all right so this movie definitely had a lot of star power like we said you already had j-lo who as i've mentioned in my intro this film came out at number one at the box office while her album j-lo also came out at number one the same again and no one else has ever done that you can google it just her (laughs) um sorry that she doesn't have a grammy i don't care she has money she has dollars (laughs) number one next to her so yay her um, so obviously like, she was a big ticket star at first I was like is this McConaughey's like first like big deal like he was in Days and Confused mm-hmm. but I think it was like his first leading man role so it was like definitely like this is a JLo movie with him but obviously he became super famous um, like we said we have Justin Chambers who played Alex Krev on Grey's Anatomy as Massimo so like we definitely didn't know him then but mm-hmm. then when you watch it back like that's one of the most fun parts of watching it back Yes. And then we have, um, like we said, Judy Greer, who was really big then, Kathy and Jimmy as like JLo's boss from like Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they didn't use her enough, but she's like good because she just makes crazy faces. Agree. And then I always think that the girl that plays Fran is the same woman who plays Meredith Blake, but she's not. <laughs> she's not. Yeah. But I, I know why you feel that it's way. It's just such I a similar that. look. Yeah. Yes, it is a very specific kind of blonde look so yeah and then we have of course fred willard as the dance instructor which i can't remember where i first saw him but he's obviously like was in everything r.i.p any other major like people you saw where it was a favorite or surprise um i wouldn't say surprise or anything but i think i often forget how much um both of her dad's friends were are, have been in so many things over yeah. the years. Um, yeah. The man was in uh, a different world, which I love. Uh, oh yeah, series, and he always kind of played like a grumpy guy, but he wasn't super grumpy in this movie. He was a yeah. great. I thought yeah. he was a great little addition. Yeah. Um, and they were both like, "What are you doing to the dad? Like, are oh, you crazy?" <laughs> but super supportive, like a cute little family. Yes, I love the um sense of family doesn't have to be blood and that was really sweet yeah they were very cute 
Yeah. Yeah. And then we have the wedding wardrobe. Um, so like we, well, we have like two wedding wardrobes. So we have like Fran's dress and Mary's dress. Um, it's like, like her dress was so pretty for the nineties Fran's dress, but now in retrospect, like it's wild to me that women wore little jewels in their hair. Um, cause nine-year-old me loved that because I was nine, but like <laughs> at 31, I wouldn't, but I don't think I would wear the jewels in my hair. Yeah, no, I have to be a moment, but yes, they are coming back though. Of course. Um, I've been seeing TikToks of the Gen Z's, um, putting the jewels in their hair with the actual machine that will like press your hair. Oh yeah. 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 But not for like getting married. I mean, no, but okay. That's what I was just, I was like (laughs) for a wedding. If it felt like a lot. I did think Fran's hair, other than the jewels, it was like very, it was much more soft and like relaxed than the girl in the first scene. It was, her hair was very tight, high, big, you know, back very tightly. That was so early aughts, like very much like two. Yeah. Several layers and curls and waves and yeah it was like much more the traditional one. Yes. Yeah. Cause I think that was like the message too, was like, even though friends, parents were tacky, like she had a semblance of like, I'm trendy, but like mm. a little more classic. Yes. And then Mary had like this kind of like referentials, like 60 kind of look. And it was like an off white. And she had like the pillbox hat, which like, I guess, I don't know. Yeah. I was like <laughs> underwhelmed, you know, I done without the hat. And I feel like the dress could have fit her so much better like it was ill-fitting um I feel like it was like oh it could have been her mom's dress kind of thing potentially that's what it could have been and so I should probably not be oh no no I mean I like like that's probably why they made it like not fit but that's also like you really put no thought into this right like here's a fair dress (laughs) like and because I'm fulfilling my family obligation to be Italian like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. lame Yes. It was timeless though. I will say that dress would, you, if as long as you get it tailored, it will work. Yeah. Versus like Fran's dress was really pretty, but like, you no. can't wear that right now. Like that it's drop, just like this crazy bodice with like all this embroidery. Weight. Oh God. Like, yeah. yeah this is so specific. Oh, oh, terrible. So specific. Mm-hmm. And then um, we always talk in the wedding movies how there's like usually like this magical musical moment and we didn't really have like the sing-alongs that you get in a lot of movies or like the big mm-hmm. kind of whatever. But um, I feel like when Mary is at the dance class and realizes that Steve is Eddie, presumably, which is the fiance, and then Fran has to go. So she pushes them to dance together. Like the dance sequence of the tango was like the music moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's just like now a contractual obligation. Like JLo's in a movie, she's gonna dance. Uh, but it <laughs> yeah. was pretty good. Um, the one song that had like some significant was just throwing shade at Olivia Newton-John's. Honestly, I love that, you. Yeah, that was very mean. <laughs> it was very like anybody who picks up song gets married or gets divorced in five years. I was like, dang, like. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was the only musical piece that was very significant. It was just, you know, bad omens. Yeah, them. that was like such an interesting song for them to choose too, because it was like it wasn't even recent. You know what I mean? Like they could have yeah. been like, maybe like you're still the one by Shania or something. like. Yeah. But maybe they were afraid to throw shade at Shania. They had to 
pick somebody who like wasn't gonna be relevant enough if they were yeah. offended. even this was pre-twitter trolls yeah very strange yeah but it, it was just like such an out of the blue song that song like I remember when you'd have like commercials for like ordering things on the phone and there was like always this pack of like love songs cds and i don't yes. know why that was on the channels yes. that i watched ballads but um that yeah ballads that's what they're called <laughs> and so <laughs> there was like that song it would always be like um the little clips and so i honestly love you followed by and i will always love you again mm. they could have also chosen and i will always love you but they didn't want to offend whitney so, so easy. Yeah. yeah i mean that would not be that would be the opposite i would think like yeah so it's just it was just such an odd pick um also I had to watch this on a DVD so I don't know if you caught at the end that um in the credits love don't cost a thing starts playing <laughs> and yes, I was like come on I cross do. promo like yes. honorable mention I, to that I do again. remember that and number one I, album of the country at the same time <laughs> as number one album or number one movie of the country yay her that triple threat ladies and gentlemen her <laughs> so I was just like having a moment and then of course like we said the pop cultural references like this was like Whitney at peak Whitney because this was like post Bobby Brown again mm-hmm. and like this was post her being in like the Brandy Cinderella and all this stuff so she was just like always in the zeitgeist yes I feel like probably till she died R.I.P. definitely yeah it was always like a reference yes and she- so, like now that she's dead they're letting her rest but that's right yeah. But she was just like always the one, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Definitely. And then they like referenced the Murdoch file, which like that went over my head as a child, but now I'm like, Oh, important rich mm-hmm. people. And then yes. uh, they also <laughs> mentioned like Kathy Lee Gifford being a wedding and Kathy Lee Gifford was also like very famous. I guess she was like Ryan Seacrest at that point. Like she was in a ton of, cause she was like on the Regis thing with, yes. him, but like also she was just for some reason really famous because she was like also in this like Disney Channel movie too. So she like had a like in model behavior. So like wonderful world of Disney. Yes. She yeah. was like the mom and she was famous as a mom in there too. So it's just like, yeah, I I don't know who she sold her soul to, but she's friends with Chris Jenner. So it tracks. <laughs> that's probably who she sold to. <laughs> that's like exactly who she told it to. Like Chris was already turning tricks in the early yes. aughts. Yes. Um, but yeah, those were kind of like the big, ticket moments that I pulled from it of like oh this is it's definitely 2001 um mine were ones that were problematic ones which I'm sure you noticed as well um the use of like the r word saying I know yeah when um what's her name the boss when she was talking to the the guy carrying the bouquet and she's like oh, yeah this nation in my arrangement one more time I'm going to deport you and I was like <gasps> like yeah <laughs> like, like you, you guys don't say that anymore at yeah. all yeah you you're just like <laughs> I think yeah. that's a really good like list to go through is like do not say this and when um he when Matthew McConaughey told J-Lo that he grew up doing ballroom dancing lessons. She said, oh, you're gay. Like, another Yeah, like, that just so that. faded now. Yeah, like, people yeah. are just like, mm-hmm. okay. Like, that's original. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I know, I saw that, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's, like, a quip people used to do, and now yeah, it's just so... Yeah, people used to do that. No. <laughs> God. Yeah, but um, that, those were, like, the things that stuck out to me that, like, would have totally not 
they definitely didn't matter, I think, as much to the general population in the early aughts and now. It's no, like, yeah, no, that was like blink and you miss it at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. So now we're going to do like a wedding quick fire, but like you don't have to be quick. It can be a slow burn. It can be whatever you want. <laughs> it can be a tepid microwave. It's whatever. Oh, lovely. Um, so what is like, and you can say my mind, what's your favorite wedding movie? Oh. If you have one. There are so many that are pretty good. I would probably say like, and it's not really a wedding movie, but it has a wedding in it. Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, it's just so good. Yes. Yeah. So but I don't good. know if that's an accurate wedding movie, but for me, it's it's so good. Yes. There's definitely a wedding in it. So yeah. that's what matters. Yes. Um, what is your favorite and your least favorite wedding tradition? Hmm. Least I can definitely go with least favorite because I'm I'm making these decisions is um garter toss. the way like my eyes have been opened about the garter toss like my innocent virgin eyes forgot that that was a thing until everyone has brought it up and I'm just like oh wow and I don't know if it's just like none of my friends had them I feel like maybe one friend had it and it was like tasteful and therefore and I don't think that they did the part where the person who catches the garter puts it on the person who catches the bouquet I feel like those were just two separate things you know yeah and so yeah I like learned a lot yeah doing this show (laughs) and then another one is I don't and and I am probably not going to do this is the walking down the aisle with your father and then being given away yeah um, the property exchange as if you're a property and especially as a 33 year old woman who's been providing for myself for 10 years I do not need to be given away. You're going to do the Meghan Markle. I am. I am yes. Meghan Markle. Thank you. That's a high yeah. compliment. Um, but traditions that I like are unique ones that I think people either don't know about because of their, like, they're not a part of a religion or that their background. Um, we're definitely going to bury the bourbon, which is a Southern thing. Um, you What's bury that? it. You bury a bottle of bourbon at your wedding venue um, okay. a month before or on the day that the weather is what you want it to be. Um, oh, cute. So, yeah. So you go there and you dig up a hole and you put a bottle of bourbon in like upside down. And do then they know that you're going to do that? Bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they're like, you think yeah. there's other bottles there. I would think most you're supposed to dig it up the day you get married. So. I oh, you take it out. Go, you take it out. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought yeah, it was just to be left. <laughs> no then we got like running around looking for bourbon bottles in the ground <laughs> yeah it's like you know what i'm hard up let's go to the start yeah fucking holes i need a drink yeah um, and then my mom I does really, something like that with oh no you're fine um my mom does something like that when she doesn't want it to rain like the day that it's supposed to rain she fills a cup with water and puts a plate over it and then turns the cup upside down Let's see and my mom's a witch, so it's irrelevant if the water works or not. <laughs> she uses her magic powers to make it happen. So, I mean, this is Southern. So but it sounds like that. Cool. You know what I mean? Like, it sounds like the yeah. same thing when you said the upside down for the weather. Yes. Yes. Sorry. But um, what other traditions? One more is I've been researching about like um, ceremony traditions, and the Quakers are a 
you know, denomination in which consensus is a really important thing um, mm-hmm. to the religion and to anybody in the organization. So when you get married in a Quaker ceremony, like everyone has to consent to your wedding, which I think is, I mean, I think it's pretty cool. Like you have to have that backing of your community. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've enjoyed learning about those things. Okay. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. What is a song at a wedding that will get you on the dance floor? Like a typical song that you hear that you're like, Oh, that's the jam. Um, my immediate, my immediate was like back that ass up. But like, is that played at most weddings? I don't know. I think so. It depends <laughs> on your friend circle. Uh, Amber answered blow the whistle last week, which <laughs> is only a song that we play at our friend's wedding. Um, and everybody left besides our friends. So, you know, it could be polarizing. It could be on the, yeah. It can be polarizing, but it may get you on the dance floor. Yeah. Yeah. That can be your answer. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think is like one tip on how to be a good wedding date? So like if you're the plus one, maybe somewhere that's like not your group. Ooh, that's hard. Um, try to find if you're with someone like a significant other or just someone you're friendly with, try to find another plus one to be your buddy. That's what mm-hmm. is always helpful for me if I've done this in the past is just, oh, you're also an outsider. Let's be outsiders okay. together. Okay. And then this is just a this or that. Uh, do you prefer a seated dinner or heavy hors d'oeuvres? Heavy hors d'oeuvres. Do you prefer a live band or a DJ? Probably a DJ. Do you prefer a backyard wedding or a destination wedding? backyard and then pick one and you can say why if you'd like to (laughs) old new borrowed or blue borrowed cute (laughs) good job and then since you haven't been on the show before and this is called no one's guilty pleasure we go through everybody's five pleasure points what is your favorite self-care ritual uh probably um Taking showers and scrolling TikTok. Nice. I, I've showered, but I've not. <laughs> I've not explored the TikTok, but I know what you mean. Like, I always feel so good when I've. Showered. I feel so much better, and, and like, I don't. I don't play anything. I just like enjoy the silence. Yes. And just Same. wash the day off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your favorite cocktail or comfort food? Or, um, I mean, you could do and people will be like, no. "Well, I'm telling you both," but. I don't think I've had a sober person on, but I know sober people. So I try to give like two options. Yeah. yeah. I would probably actually, I mean, I love, I would say comfort drink would be red wine and then comfort food is Taco Bell. Yum. Crunchwrap Supreme for everybody. Yes. Uh, what is your dream travel locale? Ooh, um, I really want to go to um, Thailand, Vietnam, like basically the yeah, like South that area. Mm-hmm. Yep, nice. Hop who, around. Who is your celeb crush? <gasps> Coach Taylor, Kyle Chandler. Oh my, that is your all time. Yeah. Yes, coach, coach. <laughs> well, I feel like this is going to be the follow up answer. What is like? <laughs> 
the one binge worthy content you recommend to everybody? I do. I do recommend Friday Night Yeah. Lights. I was about to say, I yeah. think you recommended it to me. I always when I watched it. it, but it is not for everybody, but you know, we just will, we'll find, we'll, we'll agree to disagree because if you don't like it, like my fiance doesn't oh. make it work. How yeah. did that go? Not good. <laughs> not <laughs> was, well, bitch. <laughs> I was quite upset for a little bit of time. I was like, you don't like my favorite show. This is well, <laughs> if my future husband doesn't like Real Housewives, I'll be okay. <laughs> if he does, that'll just be a cherry on top. But <laughs> Roger actually likes, I think he likes Real Housewives more than he likes Friday Night Lights. Well, you know, Friday Night Lights is heavy. It is. And I think like, that's part of it. It takes yeah. so long to get to the juicy parts sometimes. Yeah. You have to go through lots mm. of sadness. Yeah. But a lot of people like that because like I see a lot of people post about it all the time to this day. And I'm like, really? Not you, because like you had the moment at the time. It's yeah. like people yeah. doing that like now and then rewatching it already like a year later. And it's yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. But it is heavy and sad, but I am a you know cancer man. Yeah. So it's like very raw. <laughs> yes uh, but I mean Tim Reagan's I could I could rewatch just clips of him yeah just like yeah. a shortened series where it's just clips of Tim Reagan. I think there are okay YouTube <laughs> yeah I was like okay I just got YouTube for the montages and, and that satisfies whatever interest I have although I always liked the guy to um Zach Guilford I forgot what it was Matt oh Sarsen. yeah yes yeah he's great um why is it it's been so long now but I mean, I that, the main that daughter was annoying as fuck though she really i mean we hated her me and julia Ju- her name was julie but my sister julia <laughs> we both hated julie with a passion <laughs> <laughs> this is an anti-julie pod <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> can't stand amy t uh, uh, yeah. she must have had it rough thank god twitter wasn't that big yet Oh yeah. Can you yeah. imagine they would have come for her and they would oh, yeah. come for um like that murder storyline? <gasps> yes. It was so good though. Was it? I, was I mean I feel, it was stressful, but it was so good. I mean, I love I was that. like, Landry, put it down. <laughs> Don't do it. Landry has been in a lot of stuff. Like he is he's big time now. Yeah, he's big time. Like he's like a serious actor. Mm-hmm. He's in and- about almost as much as Michael B. Jordan not that not true like Michael B. Jordan's more like mainstream and then like Jesse Clements is more like the serious roles like the the critically acclaimed stuff he plays a good villain oh nice Mm -hmm. yeah all I know is he's married to Kirsten Dunst now and that's fun I keep forgetting that that blows my mind it's to be random but yeah yeah (laughs) they're paramours well Thank you for being on my show. You're the best. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Loved it. Loved Everybody it enjoy. Though. Watch Friday Night Lights if you haven't. I think it's on Friend Netflix. I get yes. no money for that. So it's just a good <laughs> wreck. It's just doing you a favor. Yes. <laughs>